Hey friends, I know how busy this time of the year is. And as much as I love home-cooked meals, sometimes there is just not enough time. But I have good news for you. Factor offers delicious, ready-to-eat meals, which can make eating better every day easy. Wherever tomorrow takes you, be ready with your pre-prepared, chef-crafted, and dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. There are two-minute meals, so you can fuel up fast with Factor's restaurant-quality meals that are ready to heat and eat whenever you are. They have snacks and smoothies and more. There's a wide variety of options and 55 nutrition-packed add-ons that will help make your weekly meal planning even more delicious. So head over to factormeals.com forward slash swanson50 and use code swanson50 to get, you guessed it, 50% off. That's code Swanson50 over at factormeals.com forward slash Swanson50, and you're going to get 50% off. No prep, no mess. Factor meals are 100% ready to heat and eat, so there's no prepping, cooking, or cleanup needed. Yay for that. I'll be linking over in show notes as well, but go check it out and tell me how you enjoy your Factor meals. Aloha and welcome to the Boy Mom Podcast. This is episode number 27 and I'm your host, Monica Swanson. Thank you for taking time to listen today and I think you're going to love today's episode. I have an interview with Brooke McLaughlin and I think you are going to be so encouraged and inspired and equipped by what Brooke and I talk about. Brooke is talking about prayer, her journey to becoming a praying mom, a lot of practical stuff in here. I think you're going to really love it. I am going to go back and listen again for sure. Brooke is someone who has inspired me for years, so this is just super fun for me to share with you. But before we go into that, I just want to thank you again for being a part of this community. I normally share a review on Tuesdays, but rather than do that, I just wanted to, in general, tell you how much you guys mean to me. So I've been doing this podcast just since the end of June. So July was my first full month of podcasting. And as I've shared with you, I've been learning a ton, kind of cranking out these episodes, lots of technical difficulties, learning so much as I go. But the the real history of this podcast, I started putting it together in the new year. I got a podcast course and I took that course kind of with my husband listening in as I went. And I launched this podcast while I was also launching my book, Boy Mom. So there was a whole lot going on. And I have just kind of been cranking out these episodes, not really knowing what to expect or what that looks like. And just last week, my husband, who is an Enneagram 5, for those of you that speak Enneagram, and we do need to do some episodes talking about families and raising boys in the Enneagram. But my husband is a 5, which means he loves facts. He loves to research. He loves to, you know, he loves all the statistics of things. And he's like, so how, how's your podcast doing? I was like, oh, you know, good. I think, I mean, I hear such nice things from people getting some great ratings and reviews. He's like, no, there's gotta be like, you need to know how you're doing, doing. And that's just not something I really thought about. So Dave goes and starts looking up all the rankings um, on Apple Podcasts, I think it is, on iTunes. I don't even know. But he's like, did you even know that you're like in the top 20 parenting podcasts in America? And in some countries, you're way up there, like number three and four. And I honestly had no idea that I was ranked so high. Now, there's other categories it's ranked in as well, but I think parenting is what I listed it as. So anyway, I was super encouraged, and I don't say that to brag. I'm just like, my mind is blown because I didn't even know how to find 
my ranking. And now I realize that I'm up there with some big names, people who've been podcasting for years. But the fact is, guys, it's because of you. You're sharing this. You're leaving me those ratings and reviews. You're um, spreading the word to your friends. And it just means so much to me. So I want to thank you so much for that. And along the same lines, I want to thank you for buying my book, Boy Mom. I've received so many emails from those of you who are like, I found you through the podcast, but then I ordered the book and the book is totally changing my parenting, encouraging me in so many ways. And what do I say? I just want to thank you. I'm so blessed that you found me through the podcast and that you got the book. And if you haven't, here's another shameless plug, but this is what we do. It's just how things are. But if you haven't left a review for the book yet, if you would go over to Amazon and just leave a quick review, you can leave stars and maybe just a few words. That would mean so much to me. Just like with the podcast, I don't, I'm just not a person that keeps up on all of the rankings. I don't really know what to compare. This is my first published book, so I haven't had a lot to compare it to, but I have been consistently ranked really high in like three different categories since the book released on August 6th. And once again, that's thanks to you guys. So please continue. <laughs> it means so much to me that you are sharing this book, that you are leaving those reviews, that you are buying it. You can always buy a few copies for friends. Maybe it's a good Christmas gift, but all of those things really support me, my work. They're going to help me get future book deals. Wink, wink, hint, hint. And the fact is, you guys, I mean, I, I, I've been blogging for nearly nine years to see all of that come together in a book and then to have this podcast born and developing this community here. It is so special, so rewarding. And yet, if it weren't for you guys, if it weren't for this community, none of it would be. So I just want to let you know that you are super important to me and that I appreciate you so very much. Now, I'm excited to dive into this conversation today. I have a guest on named Brooke McLaughlin, who I know many of you are familiar with already. She's written some amazing books that we'll talk about. She is also the, was the co-founder um, of the Mob Society, Mother of Boy Society, that I know a lot of you have tuned into over the years. Uh, it was a community where boy moms like me wrote articles and shared lots of great resources for raising boys. And um, she co-founded that with Erin Mooring, who you might remember. You can go back to episode number 11. Erin, like me, is married to a physician and she has boys. And we talked about raising physically healthy boys, which was a fun conversation. But Erin and Brooke together not only founded the Mob Society, but more recently have transitioned it to a site called A Million Praying Moms. They have a podcast, they have a website, they support uh, boy moms and girl moms, and they have amazing resources. I have continued to be a writer. She'll mention that, that she has a prayer journal that is just really, really good. And so we'll talk about all of that. But Brooke is someone who has just inspired me for years now, especially along the lines of this topic of praying for our sons. And I think that you're just going to find a lot of practical um, wisdom, practical tools, and just encouragement to be praying for your boys. We can all pray more than we do. I know when we're busy, it seems like I just don't have time to pray. But after listening to Brooke, I think we're all going to realize we can make time to pray and we can pray on the go. And it's just so practical. So I'm excited to share this conversation with you. I hope that you're encouraged and you can always find show notes over at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. So hope you enjoy this conversation with Brooke McLaughlin. Well, hey, Brooke, thank you so much for joining us on the Boy Mom Podcast. This is so much fun, Monica. Thank you for having me. 
Oh, I'm just super excited about this conversation, and I know it's going to bless so many mamas out there. Um, this is such an important topic. We're going to be talking about prayer and praying for our sons and the power of praying for our sons. But before we dive in, because I can't wait to just share your story with the world, can you just tell us a little bit about you and your family and who you are? Absolutely. So I am Brooke McLaughlin, and I am married to my husband, Corey, for... Oh goodness, it's 17 years now, which seems like forever and yeah. and not very off, you know, not very long also. I've had a crush <laughs> on him um since the 3rd grade. True story. What? Yeah, what? we can talk uh. about that if there's time. That's a true story. <laughs> um but he is my my rock and together we have two boys ages 12 and 14. Um one of them we homeschool and the other is in our local public high school. So we've done it all. We've done homeschool, private school, public school, so I can talk to you about anything. Um, as it relates to that. But we live in the southwestern part of the state of Virginia, down in the Appalachian Mountains. And yes, I said Appalachian, not Appalachian. If you say Appalachian, then I know you're not from here. So (laughs) so funny. Yeah, so that's my family. Um, We love being parents of boys. I prayed and asked God to give me boys. And he answered. And that's one of the only like, <laughs> it's one of the only, only specific prayers I've asked of the Lord like that, that he's given me. So I know that had to be his purpose and plan for me all along. And, and I've loved every second of it. He's given me the opportunity to to be able to minister to mothers of boys and now in, in a lot of a larger way to mothers of girls too. But for years, um, was able to minister to mothers of boys like me at the Mob Society. I know you've talked with Erin Mooring as well on your podcast. And so mm-hmm. she and I ran that together for years and have just been able to um, encourage mothers of boys to know that they're not alone and mm-hmm. that a lot of what they're dealing with is very normal, which I think is sometimes hard to see when you're in the midst of it. So yes. I'm grateful for the opportunity that I've had to minister to moms over the years. Yes. And more recently, um, you've transitioned. Share with us about that. (laughs) Yes. So I guess about a year ago, Erin and I began really feeling like the Lord was moving us to stop ministering only to mothers of boys and to move in the direction of just ministering to moms. Our ministry at the Mob Society had always been founded on the principle of prayer. Not only did we try to encourage moms to pray, knowing that, knowing and believing it to be one of the best parenting tools that God had given us, but uh, we also, just in our personal development of the ministry, literally everything we did was focused on prayer and asking the Lord to guide us and direct us. And that has just started to grow. We, we were able to produce a quarterly prayer journal called Pray the Word Journal and transitioned it into being a resource for both mothers of boys and girls. We just felt like the Lord was asking us to take the plunge and move more fully into the area of helping moms to quit viewing prayer as a last resort, mm. but to, to see it as their first and best response to oh. the challenges of parenting. So and good. so, yes. And so God moved us in that direction. And on Mother's Day of this, this year, we um, kind of shut down the Mob Society, although all that great content that we had for so many years is still there. We kind of shut that down and opened Million Praying moms. And that's where we've been focusing our attention since then. That's right. Such a great ministry and just love all that you're doing. They're still producing the prayer journals. Want to talk about those and where people can find them? I'd love to, uh, mainly because Monica is one of our contributors and we love (laughs) having her. All All of your devotions are so spot on. I appreciate how you 
really focus on the Word of God and, and helping mm-hmm. our moms to connect there. Um, so we produce these Pray the Word journals quarterly. Mm-hmm. And um, so one of the things that I've really loved about them is the opportunity to focus on praying through a chapter of the Bible. So mm-hmm. I have to tell you, we have like this you know, the idea of it is that we want to get moms praying for their kids. And a lot of moms don't know how to pray for their kids. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like they want to, they intuitively know, or just, you know, have spent time in the church. They know they ought to be praying for their kids, but they don't know where to start. So this is yes. a, a practical tool for helping them get into the word of God every day and, and pray. But there's a secondary kind of backdoor sneaky motivation that we had for these. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that um, it is it is the method that Aaron and I both use in our own prayer lives as we've prayed for our kids. And what we found is that praying the word of God deeply enriches our own uh, lives. It has, it has shaped our theology. It has shaped our understanding of the word of of God. It's shaped Mm -hmm. the way we see the world around us and ultimately has made us more into the kind of mom that we always wanted Mm to be. Um, Mm -hmm before we started doing it. So that's our hope. We so want good. moms to pray, but gosh, even more than that, we want you to get in the word of God for yourself. Oh, awesome. Love it. And just got the new journal um, a little while back and it it's beautiful. I it love the fall so, journal. It's so pretty. I know. Yeah. It's, they're, they're getting better and better. So they are. at the end, we'll make sure everyone, and in show notes as well, we'll make sure everyone knows where they can find them and um, and if you wanted to hop over now, it's monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast, and you'll find show notes with links. Um, and how about the books you've written? I got, we got to talk about that and then we're going to dive in cause I have a bunch of questions for you. Great. Yeah. So my very first book, which shouldn't be any shocker, you know, according <laughs> to the, the, um, topic of today is called praying for boys, yeah. asking God for the things they need most. And that, um, really is my personal cry of desperation story to the Lord as I, as I was raising very young boys, my boys are 23 months apart and, um, they kicked my feet out from under me in all the best ways. (laughs) And so that season is really where the Lord taught me to pray. And so that, that book is, um, a topical look at things, 21 different areas where I really feel like boys need prayer the most. Um, Mm. so that's what that is. And then I had the privilege of co-writing two books with Stacy Thacker, one of my favorite people ever, Mm-hmm. And um, those are called Hope for the Weary Mom. Uh, the first one is Hope for the Weary Mom, Let God Meet You in Your Mess. And the second one is a 40-day devotional based on that book. And that was birthed out of a season where I was just a really mom, a really weary mom in need mm-hmm. of hope. And I was going to the scriptures and asking the Lord to give it to me from there because I needed more than a day at the spa. I needed, yes. <laughs> I needed God to give me strength on the daily. And so that's where those books came from. And then my last book is called Gospel Centered Mom, The Freeing Truth About What Your Kids Really Need. And I think that one's probably my favorite of all of them um, because it really helped me in my pursuit of trying to figure out what did it look like to be the kind of mom that I wanted to be, to really have a high view of scripture and to try to live that out before my kids. So that's really what that book is. And it's just been this gift in in my life to be able to write those. I know you feel the same way about Boy Mom. Yes, no, and I and gospel centered mom, I'm looking at it right now in front of me actually and and I, I love it so much because I think that so often when our focus is on um, you know, the kids or our parenting 
it can be such a struggle, but when we're actually just focusing on our own heart before the Lord, all the other things tend to fall into place. So they just do. Yeah. Yeah. I just, I just love that. Well, that leads us perfectly into just hearing a little bit more of your story. You mentioned those um, boys who maybe weren't just sitting around mellow, <laughs> sucking no. their thumbs and causing no problems. A, a bit of a handful, right? Tell us about. Um, how this journey into a deeper prayer life began for you with your boys. Absolutely. You know, I've heard about it. I think there's something like unicorns. I've heard about these boys <laughs> who just sit around <laughs> and are like super obedient and compliant and like don't ever get in trouble. And I I yeah. hear they exist. <laughs> unicorns. Unicorns. Exactly. I don't have one of those. Right. <laughs> uh, my boys came out of the womb um, just 250% boy. They really did. They're just mm. high energy, bouncing off the wall. Um, just those boys. That's, that's mm. what I refer to them as, you know, just 250% boy. And, yep. um, I thought I had it all together. Like going into parenthood, I had, I always tell people I had achieved every major goal that I had set for myself in life at that point. I'm a very goal-oriented person. Mm -hmm. I was taught to work hard to achieve uh -huh. my goals, and I did that. And I was able to check them off my list down, right down to, you know, the fact that I prayed and asked God to give me boys. Exactly. Yeah. And He did. I checked it off the list. You know, I think I thought it was a lot more about me than it was about Him. And, <laughs> and ironically, or maybe not so ironically, um, God used that very feeling to teach me that life is not about me. He used those boys to teach mm -hmm. me that. So. Um, as I mentioned earlier, they were born 23 months apart and they were hard from the get go. And I, I have often looked back now that they're 12 and 14 and wondered if they were really that hard or if it was just that I had so much to learn, mm -hmm. um, maybe a little bit of both. Yes. But um, I very quickly, my, my husband, I should mention, also works shift work and has for our entire married lives. Mm -hmm. And so when they were very little, there were a lot of nights where, you know, he would have gone to work to work an evening shift. And I was like, I was just surviving mm -hmm. with these kids. Um, so many stories that I know your listeners could relate to of this, yeah. but um, I found myself really feeling like I had to hide from the world around me mm. because this per perfect persona that I had, you know, this Miss Goal oriented, sure. like just work hard, get it done. That, that control, that, that yes. feeling of being in control that I wanted everybody to believe was me was yeah. not what was happening in our home. Sure. Yep. And so I started praying and in the beginning, I think my prayers were help me Lord. Like yes. I've joked and said, if you had walked by my house at any point when my boys were super little, you probably could have heard me screaming, help me Jesus <laughs> at the top of my lungs. Like I just, I, I had this need, deep, yeah. desperate need for the Lord to do something like anything in yes. my home to fix what I really thought was my lack as a mother. Yes. And so I began praying those prayers of desperation and uh, somewhere along the way, and I wish I could remember how this happened and I can't, but somewhere along the way, I came to Ezekiel 36, 26, which says that it is God who changes a heart of stone to a heart of flesh. Mm. And that verse was the beginning of everything for me because I realized that I could do everything right in my parenting and it was still going to be God who changed their hearts. 
And so if it, if that was true, then I needed to pray to the heart changer to ask him to do the work in my kids that I wanted him to do. And so that's when I began looking to the word of God itself to tell me what to pray for my kids, because I didn't know what to pray. I I did not. I feel like I want to tell your listeners, I did not come into this parenting gig, what I would call a a prayer warrior. I really didn't. This was something that God developed in me because of my kids. And um, so I started praying the word of God back to him and very simply just looking for things I wanted him to develop in them from scripture Mm -hmm. and praying that to him every day. So good. I love it. Powerful. I mean, I think that it's so important for us to know you weren't a prayer warrior going into it because there's moms out there who probably just need to open their Bible where anywhere in particular you would say, start with, start with a, any particular part of the Bible. I really love to pray the Proverbs Mm. over my kids. Um, I just feel like there's so much. Somebody told me when my kids were really little, I I struggled as well. And I think you can probably relate to this too. I feel like I struggled just finding consistent quiet time in the word. And so I had a pastor's wife who told me she had, she had three young children, uh, Mm. very close together, all girls. And she told me that when her girls were very young, um, she would read a Psalm and a proverb a day. And that's all she got done in Mm -hmm. that particular season. But she said at the end of that time, I feel like if that's all I ever do, I'm going to end up being pretty wise. (laughs) For sure. Right. So I I started there. Yeah. I started there in the Proverbs and maybe some in the Psalms because there's just so much wisdom for practical living right there. And so much about character and who we need to be and that kind of thing. So I would say go there. It's the easiest books of the Bible to understand as well. So it's a good starting place. I love it. So good. Well, tell us some stories. When you started praying, started getting serious about praying the word of God, how did things start to change for you, for your boys, for your family? Well, I always tell people that I started praying because I wanted God to change my boys. And <laughs> what ended up happening was that God changed me. Yes. Um, <laughs> and so it's been long enough now that they're, you know, they're 12 and 14 that I actually can see how God has changed. And I'm starting to see some real fruit in their lives, which is such a sweet place to be. Yes. Um, when you see that in your kids, I mean, my boys are far from perfect. They're, they're teenage sinners, just like every other teenage <laughs> yes. kid, but, um, and the world is hard today, man, but, um, but I'm starting to see some fruit from those right. prayers in them that is just precious. But I think the greater work that God did was in me because I was going to the word of God, maybe for the first time, really needing it. Like I had read the Bible before and I'd grown up in the church and, and I had a, had a general, you know, knowledge of the Bible. I I credit my sweet little Baptist church I grew up in with giving me a good foundation and all those Bible stories. But I, I, really for the first time needed the Lord to help me apply them in my life in a different way. And um, so, you know, he just began to change me and shape me according to his word, which is what Hebrews says he will do. Hebrews 4.12 says it is living and active. The Bible is not like any other book. It's not just a history book, although it is that. It is alive. And if you are going to it in need, God is going to meet you there. And um, so not only did he begin to shape my prayers for my boys and help me you know, figure out even what I wanted to pray for them. But also he began to shape 
me with his word. And um, I am not the same person. You know, I was a believer then and I'm a believer now, but I'm not the same person that I was when I started. Oh, yeah, I I resonate with that so much. And I think that um, for me, when I started taking, you know, praying scripture for my for my boys and for myself more seriously, um, just the natural way that God began to work in me was just one of those things that, you know, is nothing short from a miracle because you're like, wait, I was just patient. <laughs> yeah. I didn't used to be patient in that moment or, or, you know, something happened that didn't strike me the same. And the only thing I could see was that I was actually taking the time to really connect with God at a deeper level, mm-hmm. not just throwing out quick random prayers, but really taking that time to say, fill me up because I need you. And um, over time, it just produced so much more character in me that I think then our boys begin to develop character because we're parenting different, right? We're responding different. Yeah. I think there's a lot of times that I could say that I've gone to the word of God in the morning and studied whatever, you know, whatever I was studying at the time. And there have been so many times that later in the day, my boys would have a need Mm. and, you know, I would, I would need to have something to give them some kind of meat to help them understand something or whatever. And, and it just happened to be what the Lord had been teaching me that morning. Or there's just so many times when the Lord has used his word that he's working in me with it to teach me so that I'm able to teach my boys. It's just the way it works. It Um, it is. I love that. It's a beautiful process. It is. And even just recently, I've been focused on just upping my um, scripture memory game. I'm like, you know, boys, let's all work on just some new scriptures to memorize. And so I've been trying to just write down one verse a day. And just what you said has been happening. It just blows my mind how many times throughout the day that one verse, whatever it might be, applies to either something we're talking about or if my college son calls, I'll be like, oh, my goodness, this scripture. And um, I feel so smart because (laughs) I've got just the right scripture. But it just happened to be the one that that day or that week. And so I encourage moms, if, if you're, um, don't have great scripture memory going to just start writing down one verse that pops Mm -hmm. out to you, keep it out on the kitchen counter, set it down in front of you, carry it on your phone, wherever it might be. And, and I think you'll be surprised at how much God brings that particular scripture up in daily life because the word of God is so practical. Yes. Oh, yeah, I love that. Well, let's get um, practical for moms who want to really work on their prayer life. Um, I'm curious, are you an early morning prayer person? When, when the boys were little, especially, did you find time to um, get into the Word of God in prayer? Yeah, I think I would say that as I have developed in maturity in my prayer life, I am an all-day prayer. Mm. But um, and, and I have specific ways that I do that that I'll, I'll mention. But let me answer the other question you asked first, and that is, what did I do when my boys were young and it was more difficult to find the time? Mm-hmm. Um, the very first time that I really set aside time to go to the Word of God and try to figure out what to pray over my kids, I enlisted my husband's help. Mm-hmm. Um, I had I had him come home we, and we talked about it beforehand. He came home from work one day and I just said, I need 30 minutes. Can you just be on like you, all you for 30 minutes and let me go to my prayer closet, which at that time was just my bed in our bedroom. Right. And um, I just, I just need un- un- a few minutes of uninterrupted time. And he was like, of course, you know, I'm 
really grateful. I have a husband who's incredibly supportive of, mm-hmm. of those kind of things. And and so he gave me that time, but I let him know ahead of time that I needed it. And um, I went up to our bedroom and I created just this, you know, kind of cozy, warm environment and turned some nice music on. And I began to make a list of the things that I saw as negative in our boys' lives that I wanted the I wanted the Lord to work on. So I started wow. out with kind of a negative list, you know, like anger yeah. or fussiness or whatever. And I began to realize then so so the next step then is I went to the word to try to find verses that had to do with those. And what I found is that I was using terms that were more common and not necessarily the way you would find it in the Bible. Uh-huh. So I tried to take the, the the words that I had, the negative words that I'd come up with and kind of put them in biblical terms <laughs> sure. so that, you know, a lot of times people will say, well, I can't find anything about this in the Bible. And I have found that almost everything is there, but we yes. tend to look it up in our words rather than mm. in the words it's written in. Sure. And so if we can translate that somehow, it helps. But so I did that. Then I went to the, I, I actually took that negative list and I tried to think, Instead of just praying that God will stop something from happening, what is the biblical opposite of those? Mm, So my negative list, what is the biblical opposite positive thing that I want God to develop in them? Like, what is the fruit? Not just, Lord, please make him stop doing this, but but rather, what is the fruit of that? And so I made another list for each one of those negative things, a positive fruit that I wanted the Lord to develop in my sons as, as they were growing. And then, yeah. And then I went to the word to find the verses to go with them. And I've always tried very hard not to take verses out of context, Yes. but I do think if, if you go to it that way, you can, I mean, it's, there's just so much, I mean, just Mm. use your concordance, you know, like it's, yep. Just go find them. And yes. so I found all the verses that I wanted, and then I just kind of strung them all together into one big paragraph prayer. And I typed them up on my computer and printed them out, and I put them in a frame right mm. outside of our boy's door. Mm. And every night after I would say goodnight to them, I would literally lay hands on their door after I shut it and pray that over them. And I loved the idea of having that right outside their door because I wanted them to see it all day. Yes. And I wanted them to know my mama is praying for me. Oh. Um, and so, yeah, so that's how it started when they were really Love little. Love that so much. Yeah. Awesome. It was powerful for me too. Just to, just even that mindset shift from negative to positive. Absolutely. Um, because I think as, as moms of young ones specifically, we can get, it's so easy for us to get stuck in the negative with them. Yes. Um, but we got to start asking the Lord to develop what we, who they want, we want them to be rather than just stop what we don't want them to be. It really does change a lot um, in the way we approach our kids. Definitely. It also helps us to see what God's doing and call it out of them, I think, too. Exactly. I was just going to say, and to go with that, I've worked on then speaking out those Mm -hmm. things to my sons, Um, you know, with just positive expectation that um, I'm praying for this, we're working on this. And so speaking out words of life, you know, Mm -hmm. um, when you see just even that seed of character developing in them, calling that out and um, speaking expectantly to them, I think then they begin to own it more. You know, I see you being humble. I see you being um, an excellent worker. Thank you for honoring your mother. You know, mm-hmm. you're being so kind to your brother, just speaking out those words because we spend so much of our day 
you know, as moms, I think we just have to, there's so many negatives, you know, don't hit, don't talk about, please don't argue. How about thank you for obeying Mm -hmm. quickly. You're doing such a great job at, and so I love that. Pray for it and then speak it out. Super, super solid. Yeah. The other thing I did when they were really little was my boys were good sleepers. And I know that not everybody has good sleepers. It was like our one saving grace when they were little. You needed that. (laughs) I totally needed that. And they took naps well after, I mean, like they were five years old and still taking a two hour nap. Mm -hmm. And so um, I would use that time wisely. That's Mm -hmm. the time, like I had trouble when they were little getting up early. Mm because I don't love to get up early, but I've, I've gotten better at it over the years, but I don't love it. Um, now I didn't love it then. And so I would take that nap time and really use it as my time before the Lord. I didn't worry so much about what the house looked like. I didn't, you know, I I didn't feel like I, I I chose, I think maybe this is the right word. I chose not to focus on all the things that were undone and focus on the fact that the first thing and best thing that I needed more than anything else in the world was to have time alone with the Lord. And um, that was a that was a really good choice. That's so. huge. That has eternal significance. I love it. And I think that's a tough one for a lot of moms who just, you know, really want that clean house. It's a, it's a sacrifice, really, but such an important one that can change everything about your family Mm -hmm. dynamics. So yes, oh, that is so good. Okay, so I've got a question for you. And I don't think I even know this yet myself. So I'm curious. um, How about your husband and you? Do you pray together for your boys? Is it something um, I know a lot of moms out there wish they could pray more with Mm -hmm. their husbands, but whether it's time or the husbands aren't interested? Tell us about praying together as mom and dad. Yeah, I'd love to do that. I would say the the answer to that fluctuates seasonally some yes. for us. Sure. Um, I'm, I'm not going to say that it, it looks the same all the time because right. it doesn't, especially since my husband still works shift work. Mm-hmm. Um, the rhythms of our lives are a little different than, than most people because Typical. of that. Yeah. Yes. So um, we do pray together. Um, I would say that whenever, you know, I mean, we've gotten really good at when there is a need, when there's a pressing need, mm-hmm. we will very quickly come to each other and say, I need you to pray or we need mm-hmm. to pray or whatever. Sure. Um, yeah. We don't have a solid time in the morning together or in the evening together that we spend in prayer just because, again, his work schedule fluctuates so much. Right. But we started a habit um, actually when we were still dating. Um, I He was going through the academy where he um, t- to get his education. And he would call me before he would go in the class every morning and we would pray together. Mm. And we've, we've kept that um, going all these years. Um, (laughs) Yeah. He's a, my husband is a Virginia state trooper. And so it's super important to me that he's covered before he goes out to work. Mm -hmm. And um, so we pray before every shift that he, that he goes out on. I've covered him with very few exceptions. um, Like, for the 17 years that we've been married and beyond probably for 20 years, I've covered him before every shift. It is really cool. So probably, I don't know, 10 or 15 years ago, 
I went to him and I said, you know what? I've been praying for you for a long time. I want you to pray for me too. <laughs> there we and, go. <laughs> and it I was like it. it, it was like it just hadn't occurred to him, you know, like sure. we, we would pray together when we felt the need, but, yes. but, but I needed to ask him to do that for me. Cause you're in a battle too, right? <laughs> yes. And yeah. so I feel like I want to say that to, to moms, like who maybe your husband isn't praying for you or isn't praying over you or with you, like ask him. You know, just just ask him if he'll do it. It it may be that his heart would be very open to that, but he just hadn't thought about it before. So um, just do it. I love that. So we do pray together on a regular basis, but it's not, it's not like there's like this rhythm to it. It's just, you know, daily before he goes to work and then as needed. So Mm. no, I think that's excellent. I, I, my husband and I are very similar um, just because of the seasons of life and the schedules and all the rest. But um, I love that idea of asking our husbands to pray for us. Um, I know on occasion I've done that, but I think it's important for listeners too to know that sometimes husbands, if they're not used to praying out loud or praying with you, they might be a little bit uncomfortable at first. But if you just maybe open up by saying, let's pray together and you open the prayer and using simple language, you know, <laughs> just pray and they might just be more comfortable over time joining you. Um, I just think that's super good. And and for them to know our vulnerability, we yeah. we need this prayer. Like, we, yeah. will you please cover us? We need it. Um, sometimes I think our husbands think we're stronger than we are. I yeah. think, you know, we can be such super women, super moms. And it's good to acknowledge that we are weak and that we need that covering. So. Absolutely. And I would say, too, just on the note of, of people who have not come from traditions where they're comfortable praying out loud. Mm-hmm. I want to say that I didn't either. Um, I didn't grow up praying out loud over people in, in my home or in my church. Like I would tell people I'll pray for you. And I did pray for people, mm-hmm. but we just didn't do it out loud that much apart right. from, you know, formally in the church or whatever. And I would say that learning to be okay with praying out loud. And in fact, learning not just to be okay with it, to be, but to be confident in it was one of the best gifts that I could have ever given my children. Mm. Um, they love that they know how to pray out loud because I have done it for them for so long. My husband and I have done it for them. They're like, my kids are the ones that at the ball game will be the first ones to pray for the team or whatever. Like they're just, it's not, abnormal to them. them. Yeah, yeah, it's just really normal. And I I didn't know when I chose to do that, that this was going to be one of the fruits, but they're so comfortable with it. And I love that. It's just one of my favorite things yes. about the dynamic of our home is that we just pray all the time. Like we just do. We just we just pray all it. If there's a I, need, we pray about it. I love that. And it doesn't have to be, okay, everyone, gather in a circle, bow your heads. Mm-hmm. But I pray as we're eating a meal and I think of something, I just pray it out loud. And sometimes they pause and close their eyes and sometimes they don't. Mm-hmm. But I think the whole lifestyle of prayer, that God is always there and we can talk to him like a friend and it doesn't have to be formal and that he's always listening. And I think that is so cool that you're seeing that fruit and that your kids are, and you know, I guess I haven't really put it together, but my older boys too are, are quick to pray for a friend. They're quick to pray for one another. And yeah, I guess that's where it came from is we've just made it a lifestyle. So start young and, and you'll be so glad later. It is just beautiful. 
Wow, Brooke, um, there's so much more we could talk about. And I'm going to ask you at the end here to share um, where people can find your books, because I do think your books are going to be so helpful for moms who want to dive in deeper to praying for their sons. Um, do you have anything else you want to add on this topic? Otherwise, I'm going to get into a couple fun boy mom questions. <laughs> that sounds fine. Let's go for the boy mom stuff. I love it. Okay. I like to ask all of my guests to share one boy mom essential. You can't imagine life without, and this can be any category. (laughs) Oh, goodness. Okay. So I'm going to say for me, there is this essential oil called Purify. I was going to say the word essential, and I know you. I'm like... (laughs) That boy mom essential, I kind of led you right to it, didn't you I? You did. <laughs> yeah, go ahead. I want to hear Ogden writing it yes. down. Yes. So it's called Purify, and it is so good for stinky shoes Ooh. and odors everywhere. Not only okay. does it eliminate them, like it really does, Monica. I'm not kidding. It's fantastic, and it doesn't have any of those like harmful chem- chemicals or anything in it. Um, I just make a little spray of it and I can take nasty cleats outside and spray them and put them in the sun and they're good as new. Also, our boys play um, baseball and I don't know if your kids have ever played baseball, but there tends to be a lot of helmet um, changing. Like people will borrow somebody's helmet if they don't have it or whatever. That I don't love, but it happens on a regular (laughs) basis. It's disgusting because they sweat (laughs) in them terribly. So so I spray it down after each game just to get rid of, you know, like whatever might be living in there. (laughs) And we keep it in the bathroom. It is like the best thing, especially since our boys have hit the tween age and teenage Uh. Yeah, oh, the stink, stink level goes way up. Yes. My younger son can clear a car like nobody's business. So <laughs> we have found that to be one of our best friends. <laughs> I love it. Well, I have to say one benefit of living in Hawaii doing water sports is because I grew up doing all the stinky sports, you know, gym sports and stuff. But um, at least coming home from the beach, there's not that stink. But I am thinking skateboard helmets. So yes. that might be really a good idea. Well, we'll link to that. Um, for sure in our show notes. Great. And um, thank you. Love that essential. Okay. And I want to hear from you what you do, Brooke, to maintain your feminine side. I know so many boy moms reach out to me and say they just feel like they live in this boy world. And I'm curious what kind of things you do to keep your girly side. Yeah, I love, so it's kind of funny. I, I have an older brother I grew up with mostly all boy cousins. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. My dad was one of three brothers and my husband is one of three brothers. And so I really was just surrounded by boys growing up. So do you have a feminine side? I do. (laughs) I do, but I really didn't find it until like later, a little bit later in life. I was kind of a tomboy um, growing up and, and like, I never, when I I remember when I was in high school, I like never painted my nails. I never, I just Uh never did that stuff. And so, um, I love to, uh, I love things that smell good and I love to read and I love to get a manicure and pedicure. So that's like, I don't do it all the time. And I know that for some, like it, you know, it can be an expensive luxury, but when I was, before we had the money to do it, I would just do it myself. So I would take, you know, a few minutes um, after the boys went to bed and I would, I just always felt better about myself if sure. my hands and my feet looked okay. You know yes. what I mean? Yes. So, the little things. Yes. The little, the little things, things in life. So now I just, you know, there are so, so much boy in my home and I know you get that. Like, yes. I just feel like I need to hold on 
to a little piece of that. Um, so that's, that's what I like to do. I love to sit down with a good book mm-hmm. and, and read. It's one of my favorite pastimes just for me, just to yep. give myself some sanity. So oh, those are some of the things I really like to do. I love it. And to be fair, you look absolutely lovely and feminine. So no one would ever know that you've spent <laughs> your life surrounded by boys. So yep. <laughs> yes, no, I'm with you. It's the little things I think that really make a difference. I mean, oftentimes my boys start up another round of Star Wars movies and I just go, okay, I'm going to go do my nails. Yeah. So I just go to my room and paint my nails. Yeah. I mean, it's the way it is. <laughs> it, it is. Okay. And then before we go, I would love for you to share um, on any topic really, but a piece of wisdom that Brooke today would say to a younger Brooke, um, maybe when you are just starting off as a boy mom, especially for all the younger moms out there listening, what is one piece of wisdom you would speak to the boy mom in you? I think I'll say to your listeners and what I could say to a younger me is what I've had the privilege of hearing my father say to me so many times, mm-hmm. you know, because he grew up with two brothers and, you know, in a, they, they did have a sister, but she came along a little bit later. So it was a mainly boy home for a long time. Mm-hmm. Um, he would constantly look at me and the way my boys were interacting with each other and say, this is normal. Mm. And that was so, that was a lifeline to me because mm. I was so tempted all the time to think it was my fault that sure. every little thing they did that wasn't right or that didn't feel you know, that made me feel out of control in any way was my fault. I was so quick to internalize everything negative. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And his words to me over, I can't tell you how many times he said to me over the years, this is normal. Oh, this I love normal. it. That it just, it gave me hope that yes. we were going to get through this. And over the years, I've learned that, you know, there is a difference between normal and right. Um, mm. and so mm-hmm. just because it's normal doesn't mean that we don't need to correct it. Oh, good point. Such a good but, point. Yes. But just it's also knowing, not something to freak out over because there's, it's normal. <laughs> it, right. Right. Like we can get through this. It's going to yeah. be okay. Everybody deals with this. Everybody before you has dealt with it. Everybody coming after you is going to deal with it. And this season that you're in, I promise it is not going to last forever. You are going to move beyond this season. And that I think also can be sometimes difficult to see beyond when you're right in the moment. Oh, that is huge. I love that. The the wisdom that comes from our fathers can be Mm -hmm. so... So, so good. Well, thank you. I'm going to hold on to that one myself. And um, before we go, I'd love for you to just tell everyone where they can find you online, on social media and all of that. And then I'll link to it, of course, in my show notes. Yeah. So the main hub where I'd love everybody to go is millionprayingmoms.com. You can Mm -hmm. find everything about our ministry there. We do still have, we are still producing articles there and resources that are just for boy moms. It's just that we also now have them that are just for girl moms or are for both. So there's lots of stuff there. Go there. If you want to learn more about my books or me personally, you can go to brookmclaughlin.co. It is not .com. I used to have .com. I let it expire. And now a lawyer that is called Brooke McLaughlin (laughs) has brookmclaughlin.com. I know. So don't go. That's not me. No. So that one's not me. If you go and you're seeing legal advice, I promise that's not me. But I'm sure it's good, but it's not me. <laughs> so I love it. Just take the M off and you'll be fine. <laughs> Perfect. Okay. 
then we will link to all of that in the show notes. And um, I just encourage everyone to get your hands on Brooke's books as well as the prayer journals. They will inspire your prayer life. They will encourage you. And um, I know they've been a real blessing in my life. Thank you, Monica. For sure. Well, Brooke, we'll have you on again. I think this is such an important topic. I think it's one we could dive in in all different directions talking about about prayer. So if listeners have questions or, um, you know, a specific area of prayer they'd like us to talk more about, hopefully they'll leave comments or email me and then I'd love to invite you back on to continue this conversation. I would love that anytime. All right. Thanks so much, Brooke. God bless you. Thanks for being here. Thank you. Well, friends, I hope you enjoyed that conversation. I sure did. And I think I'll be going back and listening to it again. I think Brooke is full of wisdom and has such a gentle spirit. Just love talking to her. And of course, you will find show notes to everything we talked about over at monicaswanson.com forward slash episode dash 27, or find all the past episodes at monicaswanson.com forward slash podcast. And there's always links, uh, anything we mentioned. Sometimes there's downloads and resources. So please take your time over there at my website. Check things out. If you haven't subscribed yet, boy, I hope you'll become a blog subscriber. I send out a weekly email with lots of fun stuff. My subscribers do enjoy my Tuesday emails, and I hope you will become one of them if you're not already. So guys, here's the thing. Next week, I'll be traveling, but I am doing my best to record in advance all the episodes for the three weeks while I'm away in Texas and then on to Portugal. So hopefully we will continue to post just as always on Tuesday mornings. And you can also follow along on my adventures. I would love to share what I'm doing with you. Instagram's my favorite place to hang out and you can find me at Monica Swanson underscore and follow along. I'll take you along on my journey. It should be a lot of fun. Okay, guys, and I'm also really excited about next week's episode, so be sure to come back next week. I'm going to be talking about the topic of mom guilt. Anyone ever experienced that? <laughs> or maybe I should say, is there any mom out there who hasn't experienced that? I think mom guilt is a universal phenomenon, and if you've been a mom for more than a few hours, you've probably experienced mom guilt. But I have some thoughts on it. After all the years that I've had mom, mom guilt, um, I do have some biblical perspective, some practical encouragement. I have some ideas on the topic of mom guilt that will both encourage you and maybe challenge you. Hopefully they will inspire you and give you uh, some tools. They will equip the things that I share ought to equip you for what to do next time that mom guilt rears its ugly head. So do come back. And if you know any other moms that struggle with mom guilt, whether they have boys or girls, I think this episode will be really encouraging. So I'm really looking forward to sharing that with you. And I just want to thank you one more time for being a part of this community. Thank you so much guys leave me notes or comments over at the show notes anytime i read everyone and have a wonderful rest of your week until next time aloha